And we are back, and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, guys? This is India Cook. What's up, <laughs> India? What's going on? Oh, my goodness. The last couple of weeks has been busy, busy. Yes, I like indeedy. I'm back and all the running stuff. Well, not that I really left, but it was a lot going on. <laughs> I had a lot of run activities over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, you know, like we say all the time, when we're looking at our timelines nowadays, it's like old times again. Like it just is. race on top <laughs> of race and you know, it used to be there might be one race that everybody was doing. Now I'll see a race here. Somebody is racing in another mm-hmm. part of the country. Somebody racing yeah. over here. So we we getting back. Yeah. We getting there. Yeah, I think we're definitely getting there. Like even protocols for races are very like I would say lax per se, and kind of back to the old thing. I don't know if the a number of people that are running is back to where it used to be. You know, just because people are still cautious, but yeah, I think it's you know everything else. We're still in there. So exactly. What was and I know you went out and we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But just because you talked about um, protocols at races, what was yep. the protocols like this weekend at the uh, Publix? Uh, 5k um, you know half and and full marathon so I went to the I did the 5k and I just cheered on the half marathon and marathon Mm -hmm. um there they basically there wasn't really anything on like race day um as far as meeting a mask they did just basically say CDC guidelines. And I know CDC has lacks their mask guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were some people definitely out there that still had their mask on, but it was not a requirement. Okay, so. sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but I mean, we have a lot, like you said, we got a lot going on in the in the running world. Yes. One thing that, you know, you hit me up with that Mr. Kipchoge has decided to run Tokyo. Yes, and that is this weekend, March sixth. So I weekend. am so excited about that. He's oh going my. to be running the Tokyo Marathon. Which, Tommy, I just feel like once he runs Tokyo, he's gonna come over the pond, and it's he gonna may. be time for us to see him <laughs> here in the states. I'm just saying, it's about that time, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's about that time. You know, I've been thought it was about that time. Like, dude, what's up? What you don't, yeah. something you don't like about the states? What's going on? So, yeah, um, I'm I'm excited that we're gonna get to see him run on the sixth because, you know, he's he's definitely the big celebrity in the uh, running world right now. And anytime mm-hmm. that he runs, it's a it must watch event. Yeah, I'm just you know what I'm just intrigued to see him run, see what he can run. He's been kind of quiet. Um, I mean, he's definitely posting some stuff, but I think people have been waiting what's next for him. Like, and I think he's been silently working, chis- you know, chiseling away at his, his, his perfect, perfecting his sport. Um, but I'm really excited to see what he produces and, and d- definitely looking forward to this weekend's race. I just want to say that I hope whatever race he runs in the States, maybe I can just go spectate and not run. Hopefully it doesn't overlap. Cause I would just really love to see the energy of him being here in the States and running a race and see how that would be. Yeah. Would you go to the race? Like if he ran Chicago, would you go to Chicago to see it? Would like cheering on world majors are really fun. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I probably would. I mean, but he'd be dropping notice like a week before and I can't pull those <laughs> ticket prices to go to drop week before. Cause Chicago is one of those Chicago and New York is one of those things you need to pay for your like hotel 
and flight like six, seven months of it in advance. You can't yeah. be doing a week before unless you got coins. But yeah. Kipchoge be liking to announce it like a, a week before he going somewhere. And I don't know if I can, you know, stomach that. And I'm just playing, but yeah, I would love to see Well, <laughs> I mean, if he came, that would be probably the one time that I might be able to go and, you know, right. you know, go and actually sit in an audience where he speaks. Cause I would yes. think they would have some kind of elite forum. Um, something. Yeah. Some so, kind of panel or something. Exactly. A panel. That's what I was trying to get to. Um, yeah. A panel. So I would probably go just to do that, just so I could sit and and, and listen to him talk in person. Um, so that I would probably go for that. So yeah, if he came to the States, I, I'd probably go. The only place, may, well, I would definitely go to Boston. Um, yeah. Definitely New York, definitely Chicago. To to yeah. Boston anyway. Yeah, so I've cheered, uh, I've cheered on Chicago and New York. I have never cheered on Boston. I've never been to Boston, but I definitely need to make my way that way. So, yes, indeedy. But I'm glad we're gonna get to see him this weekend. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I haven't even checked to see if the Tokyo Marathon is actually gonna be televised regularly. Are we gonna have to go to Flow Track? <laughs> yeah, we're probably gonna have to do something. Get up in the middle of the night, or you know how we do. Yeah, trying exactly. to watch it. Um, that whole thing. Yeah, I need to look that up as well. But speaking of world majors, so New York has officially announced when their lottery will be opening for mm -hmm. New York City Marathon 2022. So that's going to be opening March 9th through the 23rd. And then the drawing will take place on the 30th. So all of you people that are runners and are interested in running New York, New York City Marathon in 2022, of course, there's charity options and other ways to get into the marathon. But New York City also has a lottery. It's one of those very difficult races. It's not to me, it's not like Chicago. It's not like Chicago. I know very few people that have been denied for Chicago, even though I do know people that have. But like New York is one of those races that people have tried for years to get into via lottery. But I just say try your number in the hat. I think I'm going to. Um, it's about that time for me to like get out there and do another marathon. It's been what 2018. It's been a couple. It's been some years. Um, but I, just because I know that it takes so much out of your schedule, but I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to it and I'm going to, um, sprinkle some, sprinkle a little coins that way and hope that I can do New York city 2022. And I hope that I can see some of you all there. Yeah. I, I, uh, before we started recording, I just said that too, that I think I'm gonna go in, you know, since it's, 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 you know, I'm, I've, a lot of times I miss it because I don't even remember when the lottery is, but since I did notice mm -hmm. it, I was like, okay, yeah, let me go ahead and just throw my, throw my hat in it, name and hat. This will actually be my third attempt, I think, or might be my fourth attempt on trying to really? get into, yeah, New York. Because I tried two years in a row. I think I skipped mm -hmm. a year, tried again, didn't get in. So this will probably be my fourth, fourth attempt to try to get into New York. Yeah, I know people that have tried several years and they just end up going charity. I, I mean, I give all kudos to people that can do charity, but I also just pray real hard about New York. So about lottery. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, we shall see. And speaking of lottery, the Peachtree Road Race Lottery will be coming up soon as well. That's another race that's hard to get into. Well, I don't say hard to get into. It's not hard to get into, but it's, it is definitely a draw of a hat if you're entering via lottery. But if you're a Atlanta Track Club member, you have guaranteed entry as long as you register. Um, but that, that information will be coming out soon as well. That's typically in March. So be looking out for that, which is also a race that is a hot commodity with getting a bib. So. Yeah, exactly. Actually, we just received our um, Atlanta Track Club membership singlets um, mm. this past weekend. Awesome. Yes, indeedy. This so nice I, little shirt. Didn't Adidas, yeah. step, didn't Adidas step them up? Yeah, 
Yeah, they were nice. They were nice. Adidas did their thing. I saw you in your little Adidas gear online, popping collars. I was like, okay, that does look good. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I popped in y'all's Atlanta Track Club emails a couple times. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, look at uh, look at India. But yeah, I like I like the uh, I like the Adidas gear. It's definitely nice. Um, do you know if they're gonna have they're gonna Adidas gonna make a shoe for the peach tree? Um, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> you can't confirm but okay, all right. I think that means yes. I'm, I'm assuming that means yes because <laughs> you would just go ahead and say I don't know. But <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know yet. I'm okay. not sure. I'm just. I'm being funny. I'm not sure. <laughs> I would think it would be very. Uh, I think it would be very good if they did. Um, because yeah. most people are very excited to get a peach tree shoe. Like I don't know how well the cells are but i do know people that get excited and i think there's so many more people did i say that right there are so many people that are excited about the adidas partnership with atlanta track club and like i feel like the excitement around atlanta track club has heightened since they transitioned to adidas so i think it would be very um very exciting for them to do so so yeah i hope so too i mean i've only purchased one well i didn't even purchase somebody got them for me um um I did get some Peachtree Road Race shoe, uh, Mizuno's. Um, I forgot mm-hmm. what year it was, but if Adidas comes out with some, I, I think I might go ahead and and grab grab me a pair. Yeah, I would just say save your coins, be prepared just in case. I feel like it would be a miss if they didn't. So yeah, yeah, but like you said, you're not sure how you know well the sales do, but I think mm-hmm. Adidas shoes would sell well regardless. Bet um, more than it, more than Mizuno for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think yeah. so. So. I'll be excited yeah. to see what they would put together. Mm-hmm. But besides the, you know, the local stuff going on, we got world records, you know, going on um, out here. Um, uh, the young lady broke the 10K uh, world record. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best with this name. Yayula, Yayula smashes world 10K record with 2914. Mm-hmm. Dude, come on now. That's right. rolling. Rolling, literally. Yeah, she did that in Castellans <laughs> in Spain at one of the races in Spain. So yeah, mm-hmm. crushed it. Crushed it, crushed it, crushed it. I just, yeah. I think about those times and I'm like, what, what? You know what mile I would be on at 29 minutes? <laughs> it's just, it just, it's it just gives you so much respect. You know, yeah. I just feel I honestly feel like Tommy, like over the last, because you know, um, Sarah Hall and everybody just they just did some records as well in the half marathon and the marathon and I just feel like women and and running I think we're just we're continuing to show out which is amazing to me yes yes indeedy and I mean you know breaking a world record I mean you know breaking the fastest time ever in that particular distance is always just amazing to me like dude and sometimes they're breaking records that are like 10 years old so right. it's like you can tell that they've been training, working on it, and mm-hmm. and getting it done. Yeah, definitely. This this I think the, not. I think the re- the record that she just broke was previously made in in um this past October. Yeah. So hers wasn't too far, but definitely the half marathon and the marathon record had some years on them as far as breaking it. And it, like you said, it just kind of exemplifies like how much work is being put in. Um, and they're not being, and it's not being done by uh, athletes that are straight out of college, which I think is the the beauty of it too. Okay, like so, just athletes that are a little older. 
little more. Yeah, little more they seasoned. are. Like you should. You are not discounting these ladies that are seasoned, um, yeah. that are seasoned runners, um, and that either have taken time off and come back even stronger, or whatever the situation may be. But they're not like world date. They're not debuting in you know breaking records. They've been in the game for a little while and still at are at peak and tip top shape, which I think is amazing. Exactly. Exactly. Now let's let's uh since you were out cheering for the yes. full and the I mean for the marathon and the half marathon and then you ran the 5k tell us a little bit about the weekend because you you volunteered and you did all kinds of stuff so tell us a little bit about <laughs> marathon weekend here in Atlanta with the Publix. Yeah, well, I will say before we get to Publix, I will say my week started with I went to Ahmad Arbery. Um, they had a race not a race board, Jesus, a group run in honor of Ahmaud Arbery on the 23rd, on February 23rd. And it actually took place at the Westside Beltline, Tommy. And I have not been to this portion of the Beltline. Okay. Now, the, the portion of the Beltline that I usually go to is by Monday Night Garage. Yeah. And kind of that area. But if you go left out of the entrance from Monday Night Garage and go all the way down, a couple miles down, that's the part of the Beltline that is now developed. And it wasn't when I had the last time I had been out there. And that's the portion that we ran on. So it was really good to do that. Um, kudos to Black Men's Run, Movers and Pacers and Southwestern running South Fulton running partners for bringing that together it okay. was a really good run and I feel like it was a really good turnout so I feel like my week started there <laughs> <laughs> and then on Friday I volunteered at the um expo for the Mar the Atlanta Marathon weekend and that was really interesting because it was a change of scenery they actually moved the expo to the Georgia Aquarium Oh, wow. So that was okay. very, very different to see. So, of course, as soon as you come in, all the merchandise was right in front of the big whale shark and a couple other of the big people. So they have like a ballroom and I think you can have like weddings and stuff there, but they have a mm -hmm. ballroom where they do like expos. So that was there. Um, and then the Belay, I think Beluga Wells is where um, some of the photos and stuff were taken in like the big arena area. So I think that it was good. Good to see a couple fish. Why are you picking up your race, Viv? Um, now, we'll say this expo was a little different. Um, it was sponsored sponsored vents uh, or tents only, so it wasn't a lot of vendor tents, meaning that it wasn't okay. an expo that you would go to and purchase, like, gels and stuff if you needed them for the weekend. It was basically just the sponsors of the event. So okay. Publix, Monday Night Garage, Wahoo, um, Atlanta Hawks, um, and so those are the people that sponsor the race. And so they mm -hmm. are the ones that had set up at the event. So you weren't necessarily being able to go there to purchase things. And um, that's the way that Atlanta Track Club wanted to go this time. But I did have a lot of people to kind of reach out to me asking why there wasn't more vendor tents there, which I don't make those decisions. But um, you don't yeah. make those decisions. I don't make those decisions. <laughs> um, Unfortunately. <laughs> You know what? They did that before, and I thought that was the way they were kind of going in general, because they did that before the last time I ran the marathon. They had oh, it. Yeah, you're right. But I think that it kind of, and I could be wrong, ATC correct me, Atlanta Track Club correct me if I'm wrong, but because um, I know Jay listens to our podcast, but 
I think that it kind of may have started during the pandemic. I think they shifted it that way and then mm-hmm. it may have continued. I don't know. Um, but I do know some people were missing the vendors. So, you know, Jay and Rich, if you're listening, some people are missing the vendors and especially people that travel from out of town and that yeah. come and they may forget something. They they look forward to going to an expo and being able to potentially buy things that they need at the expo. Yeah. But yeah, I remember going to an expo um, when I guess I think I was running the marathon. I don't remember, but it was mm-hmm. actually at um, it was at Atlantic Station. Mm-hmm. Um, they yep. had put it into one of the it was a furniture store that closed down and they put yep. it in there. And I remember exactly. that, that was kind of the way they did it then, too. So, yeah, um, I kind of figured that may be the way they're going now. Of course, vendors are the way that you usually recoup money for expos because Exactly. You, know, you charge yeah. for the the vendor the um, space and all that yeah, mm-hmm. the space was the space in there smaller than what you were would you be used to like at the world congress center yeah so it wasn't world congress center big but it was definitely wide open okay so i feel like they could have potentially if they would have sectioned it off differently i feel like there could have been room for other vendors like it was almost like the 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 sponsors were around the perimeter of mm-hmm. the ballroom and like in the middle it was nothing so it was just kind of wide open so you could see all around you could stand in the middle of the room and see each boost so um so i think maybe if it was set up differently it potentially could have been it had it had space for more um but i just think that that's the way that they want to go they had a mercedes in there um of course i love that braxton loves that mercedes <laughs> thing so but yeah so that was a good time and then i ran the peace the peace tree lord Jesus. i ran the public's 5k they changed the route on us but in a good way so mm-hmm. the, the 5k route was changed and that was on saturday weather was great um i think we expected some more we expected i expected hills and i don't think we got a really long hill at around 1.75 two mile mark and then we kind of finished it up. Um, so that was good. It was a nice little treat to see that the route had changed because, you know, I was trying to prepare my mind because usually that the 5K is just as hilly as the marathon and half marathon. Yeah. Yeah, so, I did see the route on Strava and I was like, okay, that's a little different than what um, yeah. they're used to doing. So, yeah, they definitely changed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saturday, I put my rain boots on, Tommy, and I went out to cheer <laughs> on the marathon and the half marathon. Now, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there because some people probably think that I'm crazy, but I love cheering on races. You know this, Tommy, but mm-hmm. especially for marathons and half marathons, because I know as a runner, I need the push when I'm out there doing races. And there's been some races that I just knew I was going. I was on my last leg. And someone cheered me on and it got me to the end or at least got me another hundred feet or something. And so I just feel like it's very important to pay that forward. So on Saturday morning, I knew that it was going to rain. So I put on my rain boots. I put, I brought my umbrella and I laced up, did everything that I needed to do to go out there um, and cheer on the race. So I decided to go to mile 10 is where I stayed. And that was between 10th and Piedmont. So the route actually was, the half marathons and the marathoners did the first 13 together. And then the, the marathoners split off and did another 13. Yeah. So I decided to do mile 10 so that I knew that I could at least get pretend, almost a halfway for the marathoners. And then mile 10, they only had a 5k to go for that. So I was at the 10th, 10th and Piedmont was where I was. It was good. It drizzled for a little while. And then the rain started to pick up and then it started to, um, 
get chillier. So I was a little worried for the marathoners because the weather was kind of started to, to decline um, yeah. further on throughout the day. But I really had a good time um, cheering on people and, you know, getting videos of them and just cheering them on. I went and got me some coffee that morning and was able to just kind of sit there and be ready. Um, something that I did see, and I saw that Atlanta Track Club did send out an email, um, but the 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 consistency of the bibs um, for this race was very different than other races. So it was more like cardboard paper okay, and not necessarily thick, uh, I don't know, it's like, like a recycled normal. material that they yeah. usually have, you know, yeah. that you can't really rip through easily, exactly. whereas this was more like paper. And so okay. on the route, I saw so many people with their bibs in their hand. The bibs were kind of falling off. Um, mm. I did see a couple bibs on the ground. And so I was nervous, more so nervous for Atlanta Track Club because I knew they were going to get emailed. <laughs> they were going to get emailed <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. Um, but they did acknowledge, Atlanta Track Club did acknowledge that due to uh, supply chain issues, I guess oh. these bibs were not, these bibs were not the traditional bibs that they would get. So, mm. Tommy, unfortunately, there were so many people that lost their bibs, and so they didn't get a time track for their, oh, their no. run. So, and I know a lot of people, like, had their bib, like, in their pocket or, like, took it off to kind of preserve it, kind of. Um, yeah. But for, there were some people that literally lost their bib. But I know that Atlanta Track Club is doing their best. Like, if you had a, from my understanding, if you had a wearable, they were asking, you know, give me your time that you had and, you know, yeah. all of that. But I just know it's probably heartbreaking for people that ran a marathon or had to, for it to not be, the chip time not to be in there. I know you have it on your watch, but it's kind of a little different. Yeah, the chip time, chip time is makes it official. That's like the, right. the thing that's posted out there forever. Yeah. The results of whatever, you know, 2022, it's always yeah. going to be there. It can always be found. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad for them. Yeah, but kudos to Atlanta Track Club for, I mean, the email seemed to have come out instantaneously, like to, to kind of let people know, we understand that this was an issue. Please send us, you know, submit your, your issues here and we're going to take care of you. So good job for that. I think supply chain issues are kind of a lot. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. causing a lot of issues. So, but it was a, it was a really good weekend. Um, I really enjoyed myself with cheering that on on Sunday and hung out with some family. So, but I just feel like it was a good marathon weekend, even though the weather wasn't the best on Sunday. No, it wasn't. Cause actually, um, uh, I ran Sunday morning and it was raining a little bit. And, but as I, you know, as I made my turn mm -hmm. to come back to the house during my run, the rain started to pick up. So I can understand mm -hmm. that they probably, it, it was doing the same thing downtown. Oh, it was disgusting. Honestly, I felt bad because there was a lot of people that didn't have hats on. I know some people don't like running with hats, but I cannot run in the rain without something over my over my eyes. Yeah. But I was just like, Lord. Um, but more so people too that were more so mid back of the pack that you know we're gonna be out there a little bit longer and the rain was picking up. Um, it definitely just it's just not it doesn't feel good to run a race in the rain in general especially when it's coming down let alone a distance race and mm -hmm. that race is not the the easiest course <laughs> <laughs> no so it is not yeah exactly that race yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not and easy. you know the i mean half marathon distance is you know definitely trying but the marathon mm -hmm. to me is just such a personal journey i don't care how mm -hmm. many of them you run it's such a personal journey and you know you going out there and cheering those people is great because you're right, you need it while you're mm -hmm. out there. You know, I mean, if you've never run a marathon, I definitely recommend doing it at least one. 
and just get that feeling because it is it is such a, a personal thing because you've probably been training for you know 18 weeks and mm-hmm. now the day is here and you out there on that course it's raining you gutting it out it's it's I mean, it's it's great. It's a great thing to me. It's like it makes it, it it turns people into regular people into heroes almost because of what you go through to finish that race. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, it's it's like running a marathon. It's not a small feat in its own, but the grit that you go through to just to finish a marathon. Period. But when you finish a marathon in the conditions that were there on Sunday, like it's just mm-hmm. a it's an extra badge of honor. <laughs> exactly, sure. and it's a story that you're gonna tell forever i mean it's it's that story that you say hey grandson sit down let me tell you about that time i ran this marathon i mean you know that's that's the the story behind that medal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no seriously there are definitely some some stories to be told uh, uh, for some of the medals that i have and you'll never forget those moments um there was this guy that was out there he was standing next to me but he was cheering on his son and it was i want to say his first half and mm-hmm. he had surprised his son to come out there. His son didn't know he was going to come. And like the love that he gave him, he was like, oh my God, dad. Like it was just the nicest thing. And, you know, his dad was like, he didn't know I was coming. He was really excited for him to be out there. And I'm like, but those are the moments that people remember. It's all about moments. You yeah. know, I was like, not only did he conquer the marathon or a half marathon that he ran that day in not so great conditions, his dad showed up in not so great conditions to see him do it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's those moments that you just, you cherish. And that's what he's going to remember. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's so. great. It sounds like it was a great weekend, um, you know, put on by the Atlanta track club. So kudos to them. Everything kind of went off. But basically, without a hitch, it sounds like. Yeah, it seems like a definitely a very good weekend. And listen, they continue to execute, so I'm here for it. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm sure your timeline, you got the timeline it kicked up from two years ago um, when we were uh, cheering on the elites for the Olympic mm-hmm. trials. That kicked up in my timeline. I was like, oh, wow, that was two years ago? Yeah, <laughs> I was looking through those pictures. I think I have like 100 pictures from that weekend. Probably pictures yeah. I don't even need, but they were... <laughs> Uh, yeah. So every time that comes around, it always just brings up back memories. That was just an amazing weekend for the, yes. for the marathon trials. Yeah. And I, and I'm glad that, you know, um, the Atlanta track club is still keeps branding it as, you know, the Atlanta marathon weekend. Um, mm. I think that's great because hopefully maybe one day, you never know, maybe we'll be one of those marathons that, you know, people come to elite, you know, big time elite runners want to, uh, run in. you never know. So uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully one day that will happen. I know at some point on one of these podcasts, Tommy, you mentioned making that public weekend the um a world major. Heck yeah. Why <laughs> we ain't a world major? That one time. <laughs> Shoot, why can't we it's Atlanta? Why can't Atlanta be a world major? <laughs> I mean, we we put on some good races and we we have proven ourselves to be able to execute a very a high participation number, great execution of races. I think we've proven ourselves enough that Atlanta can uh, bring some amazing races to, to fruition. Not only the trials, but Peachtree having 60,000 people and all of that. So Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. We should be considered. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tommy, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? No, I don't let people touch me like that. <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> I mean, no, get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. No, I'm just joking. No, I've never been to one. I'm playing. 
Okay. Um, so I recently went to a chiropractor, Dr. Kimberly Rodriguez. She is in um, Marietta area. And so I had been having like hip and uh, glute pain, just like a kind of a nagging pain that would go mm-hmm. through my hip and glute when I'm out running. And so I'm like, okay, I feel like I need to figure out, see what I need to do. I'm trying to get this body in tip top shape for whenever I run any fall races that I have to be ready to go. And I have been to chiropractors in the past, but only for times that I've gotten into like accidents. So, you know, you get hit in the back and, you know, they tell you in order to get your insurance claim, they tell you go chiropractor and let them see you, check you out, et cetera. So I've never had potential, I've never had positive experiences with the chiropractor. Uh, But this time I did. And I went to Dr. Kim Rodriguez and she really assessed to see what was going on, but assessed areas that I didn't even think, like you think that a chiropractor is just working on your spine and they just want to pop, snap, crackle and pop you. But it just wasn't all that. It was a very like full body experience. Um, You know, she found that I kind of, not kind of, my pelvis is kind of tilted, which causes one leg to be more than the other. So I'm overcompensating on one side and like all of this stuff that I'm just not aligned. Um, But it just kind of tells me you and when you're when you're a runner there's things that can cause you to not be aligned and it will cause you to overcompensate in one area in which in it kind of snowballs into other things hurting um and you don't realize that your body is doing more work than it needs to so i look forward to continuing to work with her and the physical therapist on getting myself together but i'll keep y'all posted on how i feel i got my first like adjustment and process last week i'll do another one this week and then um, for the months coming, I'll be doing some assessments too. But listen, I, I definitely am excited to be able to get things rolling. But I see why elites have all these different people that work on them. Masseuse, they have a chiropractor, they have this, they have that. They got a whole team because it exactly. takes a lot to keep your body in tip top shape. It takes a, a tip top just to keep it moving. Shoot, all the, you know, <laughs> with all true. the working out stuff, you just need that stuff just to keep you going, just mm-hmm. so you can get to that next workout um, so you can move forward. So you, you, yeah. you definitely need that. So you do feel better? I mean, the, the, the adjustment worked, basically? I, it's not going to take one adjustment to mm. completely work. It's going to take more, and then I actually have to continue to do my stretches and exercises that she's providing so it's not going to be one that will make it work like better but Mm -hmm. I do feel a little bit more of a release um if that makes any sense so I'm definitely very tense so I need to get to a my massage therapist as well uh but I definitely felt a release but I I hope over the next couple months I will feel a, a bigger difference than I do right now so and I mean, honestly, Tommy, the biggest thing is now that I work from home, um, I'm sitting in my chair four hours at a time. So yeah. I have to really get up every hour and move around and just like walk for a couple of minutes uh, because I'm putting pressure on that that uh, piriformis area of my glute. That's what's causing issues. Um, and it's it's kind of it's basically tightening up. And when I'm trying to, when I go out to run or something, it's not firing off the way that it needs to because it's been stuck in one place for hours. Um, so, but I'm sure a lot of other athletes, if you've transitioned to being hundred percent remote or not, you know, not working at the office, there's a lot of things that we do that we don't realize kind of translates in a negative way to running. Yeah. And I mean, I know, like, I definitely don't sit in at my chair at my house is not as good as the chair I had, you know, mm-hmm. that I sat in at work. 
at work we had stand up desks like we could you had a little power uh, motorized desk so we could right. stand up you know I don't have that here so I definitely can can tell the difference luckily I mean my job I don't stay in all the time like I go out and do inspections so I'm moving around you know most days I, I do get out and do that but I definitely agree with you um just sitting at home it definitely and I, you know I don't get up as much as I thought I would get up more from mm -hmm. working from the house but it looks like I get up I got up more when I worked you know in an office I don't know just yep. get up and get snacks I guess I don't know what I was doing mm -hmm. but yeah because I, I mean, will you, just you sit for long to... periods of time Right. So you get up to walk to someone's desk or you might get up to go to the bathroom or you might get up to get snacks or I just feel like sometimes when you're working in the office, you give your brain a little bit more of a break. Whereas for me, I'm literally sitting at my desk and I just kind of bring all the snacks, everything to me. <laughs> Exactly. At the desk and I'm just there doing it. So yeah. exactly. That's that's you you com you completely correct with that. Cause I will yeah. bring like all my stuff downstairs. So I don't need to, because honestly, I don't feel like climbing back up the stairs to go to the kitchen. So I do bring a lot of stuff with me. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think you do spend a lot more time just sitting. Right. And you got to right. remind yourself to move around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so, and I think that those are just things as runners that we have to take into account and give yourself grace. I'll close out on this. Like give yourself grace on changes that happen. Because um, if you think about it, Sometimes we'll think about years down the road or years before prior that you may not have felt you may have been in a better running shape, but you don't realize that not only do we age, but our lifestyle changes for me work from home and you don't realize those outside factors that cause your running to be affected in different ways. And I think that we have to just make sure that we're thinking more than just, oh, I stopped being consistent or I'm not stretching and foam rolling or whatever it is. There's other things that can affect our running and we just have to take heed to those and figure it out. So I'm just trying to figure it out. PT, chiropractor, give me whatever it can be so I can get my life back together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, like you said, it's been a great two weeks um, yes. of running. Um, you know, I do my own personal running. I didn't really get out to do any races. Um, but I definitely still training for that 10 miler up there in DC, um, trying to stay consistent because DC is not a flat, flat place. It's got, it's definitely got some hills. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely trying I think to you'll enjoy that race though. Um, I think I definitely, I definitely think that you enjoy that race. I think it's a little flatter than you might realize, but definitely if you can tackle Atlanta, you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. But you got anything else for them, India? I think that that's it. Um, just congratulations to everyone uh, for completing any races that you had would done this weekend or over the last two weeks, regardless of if it was in Atlanta, Atlanta or not. Congratulations to you all. And keep pushing. It's almost spring. We keep getting teased by the spring. So y'all be ready. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we ready for that spring weather. Definitely. That's Spring is, is a good time to run. I, I really do love running in the spring. The weather is usually really, really nice. So I'm looking forward to it. But India, if they do want to uh, hit you up and ask you some questions about your cheering skills, how would they get in touch with you? <laughs> yes, you can um, hit me up on Instagram at I am Indigo Runs. And you can also hit me up on my website at milesfromindia.com and also on Facebook, India Cook. Uh, and you can get me at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com, as well as tmitch 68 on Instagram and okay, and also Strava. I mean, got I, I, I see a lot of followers on Strava. I, I scroll through and 
check out everybody's runs. I, I really am starting to enjoy Strava as almost like a social media site because I enjoy looking at everybody's runs and, you know, their photos and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can hit me up on Strava and I'll, I'll definitely um, approve the follow. All right. All right, people. We will see you in two weeks where we will be talking definitely about Kipchoge's victory or, you know, maybe he had a bad something happen and he didn't win. So one or the other, we will be talking about it in about two weeks. Yes, see you guys then. All right, bye. Bye.